Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. In today's episode, there will be a song that, like last time we visited Comet, will contain some verbiage that applies to a specific religion. The rest of the song is very applicable to how I use it. I'm sure you've noticed that the lyrics of songs I feature usually have some sort of greater meaning in the campaign. It's no difficult task to change the lyric in your head to make it fit the campaign. Last time on Trailblazers, the party freed Landris from his corruption, but could not find a solution to Victor's. However, in a vision, Iomade appeared to Landris and told him to ignore the needs of self for the greater good. Alarak then appeared in Landris's home to call in his favor. What will Alarak ask them to do? Can he be trusted? And what progress can they make on the conspiracy at large? Find out this week on Trailblazers. And came Alarak, he flashed in when you guys were just kind of having breakfast or something. And he said, Victor and Landris, members of the AAA, inductees into Psycho Squad, and twice triumphant over my person. I had expected so much more. He also said, I'm, I'm, I'm a big dum-dum. I'm a now? big dum-dum. <laughs> <laughs> Poopy pants. <laughs> Kentaro is quick to grab his gun and point it at the random person who just appeared in front of him. And taking in that it's Alarak, Kentaro's not so happy and he says, Watch your words or my gun will watch them for you. Oh, that's hardly a way to speak to one who saved your boyfriend's life. Husband, and you care little for our survival, Alarak. What's the true reason you've come to us? Our god has broke his ancient covenant and cast us low. And Kentaro's like having none of this at the moment. He's just like, hey, I finally had a good day. Things are seemingly normal. Oh, great. Alarak's arrived. So he's not le- he's not put his gun down from Alarak. Can you not speak in like riddles and talk like a normal person for like maybe 30 seconds? <laughs> you wish me to be more straightforward. And he takes a large step towards you. Then I shall. Comet's army amasses and awaits the start of a full-scale assault on the city. Sounds like riddles to me. <laughs> I come with an offer. You will aid me in invoking a challenge for the right to rule my kind as High Lord. And in return, I will grant you a cessation of hostilities between our people. You want to uh, usurp your dad? <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Landers does not understand Alarak at all. He keeps calling himself like the first foreign son of the High Lord, and he assumed that means Mojo Ryzen. <laughs> so he thinks Mojo Ryzen is his dad. Yeah, yeah, be a little bit more clear. I'm, I'm not getting this either. Who's assaulting the city? <laughs> he like looks at you baffled. Truly, I am the presence of those with little minds. I knew you to be good warriors, but I thought perhaps you'd be smarter than this. We're smart enough to stay alive, but... Mojo Ryzen controls Comet. They obey his every command. I am first ascendant to the High Lord. Mojo Ryzen. You need not repeat his name here. Rakshir, usurpation by ritual combat. To understand Rakshir, you must first understand the sacred chain of ascension that ultimately links to Baphomet. Each of us is shackled to his will, and to the will of he who is in the link above. And yet, there is a way to ascend by blade and blood. Any member of Comet can usurp the position of the one above his station. It is through this ritual that Baphomet's ascendants are assured to be the most capable to carry out his will. Aid me in Rakshir, in taking over Comet, and they shall no longer be a challenge to you. 
Is that simple enough to understand? You can just hire other people to come gang up on your leader to beat him up and become the new leader? That doesn't seem very fair. In Rakshir, I shall fight Mojo, and he shall fight me. But we have champions that we can select that will aid us. I have selected you. So if we help you with this Ragnarok, um, you'll you'll reward us? I mean, you won't kill- I don't understand. What's in it for us? Rakshir. I think it was. Whatever. Your memory is very short, Victor. I told you where Lanris was, allowed you to save him, and in exchange, you were to aid me. Was this not the deal? I guess it was the deal. And in addition, Comet will no longer be involved in your affairs. And it would do you well to strike a blow to Baphomet. Why do you want to be leader so bad? Is uh, Mojo Ryzen not good enough, or you just think you can do better? Mojo Ryzen is the prophet of the god that has lied to us. I seethe with the agony of knowing that all I've ever believed in is a lie, and that my only solace is found in the destruction of my betrayer. Baphomet promised us lies, and now he will pay. Mojo knows these are lies, but he leads all the same. Why the sudden change of heart? What was your revelation that it was all lies? He kind of straightens up and he starts walking around, sort of just around your apartment, and he kind of drags his finger. At the very end of his finger appears sort of like a, a small blue, I don't know how to phrase it, not a flame, just a, a sort of concave piece of energy. And as he drags it sort of across your cabinets, it leaves this big, like, burnt gash. Uh, what the heck? Sort of nonchalantly as he talks. You deal in the world of mortals. I deal in the world of the invisible and of gods. And one has shown me the truth. Which one? Yeah, don't be vague. Oh, would it matter? Kinda, yes. Do you yes. know of the gods? A few. Then tell me, who is Baphomet? I'm interested to hear. You know more about this than me, Vic. Something about, uh, trapped away in four different gods. Saren, Saren, Ray. Iomaday, Baphomet, Zan, and Zan Kuthon, Kuthon, something like that, is uh, Quetzalcoatl, right? You know them? You've successfully named a bunch of other gods and not answered my question. You're successful at being a jerk all the time. (laughs) Fine, don't tell us. I don't, I mean, it would help. He smiles. You see your ignorance is displayed. Look, I can ask you about and your stuff is always you on display. hang around to do every day and call you stupid, but that's not going to get us anywhere now, is it? I mean, we're just trying to go into the battle knowing every... If we're going to help you out, we need to know what's going on. This is what you need to know. That during the battle, I will call upon your strength to aid me so that I can strike down Mojo. And you will give it to me. So we're just pawns. Ugh, you waste so much time. Okay, where do we need to go? What do we wait, need wait, to wait. do? What, what guarantee do we have that you're not just going to sick all your goons on us the second we're done? I imagine this isn't happening in, you know, the stadium. This is happening in some tiny little one of the places you rent out, one of the buildings, with like your hundreds of weirdos with their hats on. Vicky, we should get the hats. Totally going to get the hats. Don't want to look out of place. What assurances could I give you except the fact that I am no betrayer and that it's those who betray me that rise such anger in me? But know this. You could just say no and walk away from your promises, and then you'd face my wrath. And bringing Comet to my power would benefit you anyway. Would you rather they stay in Mojo's hands than deceive her? The armies of Comet are your threat. I alone can challenge Mojo Ryzen for the right to rule and bend his army to my will. And, uh, <laughs> freaking uh, Dahlia rolls her eyes. Like, visibly. Yeah, this is what we deal with all the time. 
And he, like, looks at her and goes, who even is this woman? Um, I'm his sister and a very capable lawyer, I'll have you know. A lawyer, I see. Perhaps you can talk our enemies to death. Will you come or not? Every moment we tally is every moment the comet lays poised to strike. I just want to know which god uh, made you see the light. If you wish to know, this woman, a woman in excellent armor, bright and shining with the sun. Iomade? She revealed the truth to me. And he looks to you and he nods as you say Iomade. Which truth? The sky lasers? The truth of Baphomet's betrayal. That there is no ascension. And that he has cast us low. Alright, alright. Uh, so, where are we going? What are we, what are we to expect? Ah, so you finally come to a decision. Oh, well, this is truly a miracle. Follow me and I shall lead you. Do we have a more conventional method of travel than lightning? We shall walk, if that is your wish. Wait, are Man, you saying I wanted we could, to do the lightning! We, we could ride the lightning? Is that an option? <laughs> ride the lightning. Well, first, let me play the song that has Ride the Lightning in its lyric. <laughs> he looks at you and says, indeed. Ooh, 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 let us ride the lightning. Does the lightning hurt? He already is, like, walking to the door. Wait, no, we're gonna miss the lightning. You can tell he's bothered by you. Heck. I wanted to ride the lightning. You're the one who started it. I know, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm whispering to you, Vic. Oh, yeah? Isn't that a good thing? Like, day. Yes, that's why I'm going with him. Let's go, let's go. Hey, uh, I guess you guys okay. stay here. Stay safe. Um, we're gonna go Rishage or whatever. What, we're not bringing Kentaro? I don't know, are we? What, I was a part of the deal. I'm, I'm in the dark here. <laughs> Can we bring Kentaro? I need but you two. All right. All right, y'all stay safe. Yes, have your pet take care of your sister. Ugh, why do you have to say things like that? We're going with you. <laughs> pet? What pet? The robot? <laughs> no, you actually get to keep your robot. As you guys go outside, I just want to give you a little picture, give you an idea of how freaking terribly cold it is. Snow being blown around by the wind all around you. He says, grab on to me. That's a little forward, but okay. He points his hand up, and in a flash, a burning white flash, you just feel yourself moving at a million miles per hour, and it lasts very briefly until you just slam onto the ground, and you kind of feel your knees hurt a little bit as you hit the ground, but you are still standing. You're almost in the same position uh, as you were when you left, but now you're in the middle of the city, and you're in front of what appears to be a sort of conference building. How'd he get such crazy thighs? <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't, skip, he doesn't skip like like they bro. In this part of the city right now, there's no snow, but there's an intense thunderstorm with a little bit of wind, but no rain, just absolutely crazy lightning. If you look up, this lightning is forking everywhere in these clouds that obscure Upper Kadesh. You guys uh, go into the building, or he goes into the building, expecting you to follow. I follow. Just to give a sense, like, this building, how big is it? Oh, it's pretty tall. It seems to be like it is, it's, it's designed to have conferences and multiple conferences at once. All right. As you go into the building, go into a big lobby, you can sort of hear in the main hall beyond singing. As you enter, he kind of moves beyond and some guy like nods to him, let you through because you're with Alarak. And you go into this room that's just massive, gigantic, similar to the way you went uh, before, but this is a different area. They seem to be meeting at different areas, uh, not the same one every time. And there is just maybe hundreds of people singing this, this song of praise to Baphomet. When you guys get in there, Alarak says, Behold, Comet, under Mojo's command, poised on laying waste to all life in the city. 
they have like advanced weaponry or something that they would look like they're going to achieve that with her? Does it doesn't look like, oh, they're, they've got everything ready. They're in full suits of armor and stuff. They're sort of in casual clothes. And there is a good portion that look like, maybe I'd say maybe a third of them, maybe less, that look like that black coat with the black white brim hat. But yeah, all, they all, many of them have weapons and things, but nothing like heavy duty. Nothing that would be part of a full-scale invasion. I think it would take more than this to take out a whole city. Oh, you look only at a portion. And they have yet to receive the word from their master. And he points up to where you see Mojo sitting down in a sort of chair of importance in the front. Make no mistake when the order was given. They'd be quite the force to be reckoned with. And you want us to take out all these guys? I need only get command of them. To do that, we must only take out one. For I am first descendant. And the one above my station is only him. And he points to Mojo. Okay, so what's the plan here? Do you have to throw a glove at him or maybe a hat? (laughs) Rakshir cannot be rushed. Its rights demand careful preparations if they are to be accepted. I intend to depose Mojo, the ruler of an entire people, and bring them under my thrall. To do this ritual, it must be carried out as tradition demands. He shall invite me to speak. The people wish to hear from me. He is afraid of what I might say, but he is afraid of angering the people more. So we shall wait. Hmm, for what exactly? For them to be done praising and Mojo to rise and speak and call for me. How long is that going to take? <laughs> he like looks at you and goes, I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation. You bear jokes when your life will soon be tested. It's not a joke, I'm just bored out of my mind. <clears throat> Never been much of a religious man, have you? No, imagine that. The two of you are not what I have expected. To have defeated me twice. To be so involved with the going-ons and the machinations of this city. How have you survived this long? Hello, Bizarre, huh? But we've done it, so stop questioning us and just tell us what we need to do. You must wait. And then what? Bear me repeat myself. I know, you're going to get up and talk, but is there going to be like a signal and then we attack Mojo? I shall challenge Mojo Rise and he shall accept it. He shall prepare and then we shall fight. And in the fight you will give me your power. Wait, 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 wait. You mean you're our aid, right? To help you out or give us your power? Like you're going to suck power out of us. I don't like the way you said, give us your power. Yeah, you've done that before. Both you will fight his champion, but you will also lend me your strength so I might strike down Mojo. He is not a tactician. He is not as intelligent as I am. He will waste his energy trying to defeat my champions while I shall pour all of mine and even yours into slaying him. All right, so where's champions at? Let's size these guys up. I know not what he has chosen or what he will choose. What about that guy with the fruit medley hat on? He looks pretty tough. <laughs> That's Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Bugs is a guy's name, but that looks like a girl. He's the first introduction most of my generation had to cross-dressing. And we <laughs> thought it was hilarious. <laughs> the fact that Elmer Fudd was not only attracted to a bunny, but a cross-dressing bunny was very funny. And then Elmer Fudd himself would dress up as a lady if I remember that opera episode right. <laughs> the music begins to die down, only interrupted by the thunder outside. And Mojo stands up and everyone starts cheering for him. I am Mojo Ryzen. And the whole audience, Mojo Ryzen, High Lord of Comet. And they're all cheering for him like he's some sort of celebrity. For listeners at home, Mojo is uh, essentially a minotaur, uh, minus the sort of human chest. He has a furry chest. He's a bull person, kind of like Tar was. You see Alarak just like stands there with his arms folded, waiting, almost tapping his foot, not cheering, like everyone else around him. What do you guys do? 
Um, I mean, I'm not cheering for Mojo Horizon, no. I kind of look bored. Does Vic famously repeat Mojo Horizon? He's pretty excited with that. Yeah, but but just because it's fun. Sure. I'll not give you like a look of confusion when you do it. I like I like shrug. I'm like what? <laughs> I like the camaraderie. And Mojo kind of sort of almost gives a small sermon that was is very similar to the one you heard him before. He talks a lot about ascension, about rising, about the Dark Lord granting them gifts of transformation, to of rising to the calamity in the sky, and things like that. And when he sort of gets finished with it, uh, Alarak kind of straightens himself to make himself very visible. And you can see Mojo, like, connects eyes with him this season. While he's doing his sermon, I go, like, to the back row and sit down and do a little adult coloring book while he's doing it. <laughs> sure. I love it. And, like, the uh, deacon comes over, gives you, like, a, a brochure. You know, hey, mm-hmm. if you want to join the Church of Comet, you know, okay, you yeah, here yeah. every other Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk later. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so he stands up and, and uh, Mojo Rise and sees him. And Mojo Rise and says... And now we shall hear from the first ascendant. I give you Alarak. And before you can even like finish the word Alarak, the entire crowd bursts into applause, more cheer than they gave Mojo. And Alarak kind of smirks a little bit, trying to hide it. And he begins making his way through the crowd, sort of gesturing you to follow him. And people make way for him. And he gets all the way up to the front. And he stands where Mojo was as Mojo stands aside. And Alarak addresses the crowd. People of Comet. We have been greatly deceived. There is no ascension. And everyone starts like murmuring. And you see Mojo looks a little bit like nervous, like what is happening? We have been fed lies. Baphomet does not intend to praise us, does not intend to uplift us, but to use us and throw us away. And this man, this prophet of Baphomet, has spread his lies like a poison. And he sort of points to Mojo, and Mojo kind of like tries to push him aside to end his... Alarak does not stand aside. He says, you will not silence me. The time has come. High Lord, hear me. I invoke the right of Rakshir. Fight me according to our laws, or die a coward. And Mojo kind of like looks nervous, and everyone is sort of cheering, sort of chanting, Rakshir, Rakshir. And Mojo is, is obviously in the position where he cannot deny it. He kind of stands up straight and says... You will have your Rakshir, Alarak. We meet in one hour. You will have your challenge. And everyone is, is in uproarious applause. They just seem super excited about this. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> Mojo kind of goes into a back room and Alarak smiles and he just looks around the crowd, just taking in their excitement. And then Alarak kind of exits out to another room, having you follow him. And as you see, like, as you follow him, so do a, uh, maybe five or six people in the black sort of long peacoats with little long hat- hats follow him as well. And you go to this room, it's just kind of like a, almost like a green room, minus maybe the food. And oh, you see oh, Alarak man. just sit down on the couch. That that was good, right? Yes, it was very good. What's, uh, what's with the entourage? Bodyguards. In case Mojo wishes to be a traitor, a liar, and a coward. I, I'm, like, looking at some of the people in the suits, like, are they robots? You, you would only have that guess from when you fought them, but they do not look like robots from the outside. Like, him saying that, um, I'd like, if I could, to, like, glance at some of them, look and see if anyone is acting funny. Uh, any of them look out of place. Okay. Perception check. No, actually, it's more of a sense of motive, I think. What's your modifier? <laughs> Plus two. They all seem to be behaving in the same way. Okay. We're just sort of just standing around. Like everyone else just standing around. Mojo just has his eyes closed and he's sitting fairly straight up. So I've seen you uh I've seen you fight before. What's uh what's Mojo do? He's looks kinda big, kinda slow. He fights not with his fists or with his horns. 
but with the powers granted to him by the Dark God himself. Ooh, magic. So is there like some honor thing where I'm not allowed to hit Mojo? Or can I just shoot him whenever I want? When we engage, it will be impossible for you to fight with us. So do not try. Why, are you gonna put on like VR goggles and fight in the hollow dome? <laughs> no, he's gonna he's gonna suck our energy out, I think. With our powers clash, it will create a barrier. I doubt the likes of you could get past it. It is not your job. Your job is to defeat his champions and give me your power so I might slay him while he wastes his time trying to slay you. Wait, why would he be trying to attack us? Because he is trying to aid his champions. Without you, I will not have enough power to slay him. That is how Rakshir is done, but I will not be doing Rakshir as those who have failed it so many times have done. That is foolishness. I have seen him fight countless times. He ascended the chain with brutal efficiency, plowing through all who opposed him, as if he was blessed by the Dark God himself. They called him the Blade of Baphomet. But he doesn't use a blade. All right, so it's a misnomer then. Look, so if you if you just, because someone taught us before how to, how to fight people with magic, I, I assume you know. I'm not going to assume you know. I want to live. Uh, if he's going to be casting magic, can you wait till he tries to cast spells and then punch him in the face? Because then he can't. It, it's, it works really well, trust me. He and I will be engaged in combat where I do not intend to give him moments to breathe, but he will find his space anyway. I have seen him fight. You must not worry about him, worry about those that come after you. Well, he said he's going to be trying to kill us, of course I'm worried about him. You can do nothing, but if you want him dead, then you give me your power and I shall slay him. It is the only way you will quell his spell. You keep saying that in that weird cadence that I don't like. <laughs> I will draw power from you. You will feel weaker. Do not be afraid. It is necessary. You're right, Vic. He is going to drain our life. I know. If we sit there in Rakshir, his champions will overcome you, especially with his aid. And this is how he has won so many times. People have focused on his champions while he is the real threat. I shall do things differently. I shall focus on him. And to do so, I will force your power onto mine. And then you'll give us give us back the power, right? You shall get what is yours afterwards. I don't like how you say that. <laughs> no, that's another one. Is it like a waiver we can sign? Like, come on. <laughs> Why do you have to be so ominous in everything you say? Why do you have to question so much? You know you will do what you must do. You, Lanris, are only alive because of me. Well, I, I don't know that. Oh, did your friend not tell you that it is I who told them where you were? Without me, surely you would have been slayed by that doctor days ago. You are welcome, by the way. How did you even know where I was? <laughs> he smirks. You have so many questions, as if I am beholden to you. You came to us for help. How long does this waiting take? Do you know? Do you have no ears to listen? He issued the challenge in an hour. Oh. The coward is making his plans. I should have brought my coloring book. Months. He's planning for a day. <laughs> for an hour. We shall see whose plans work out better in the end. It was cool, Landris. There's this big comet. I was coloring it. It was really nice. <laughs> can we get it? Can we get some of those color, coloring books in here? He's ignoring you. He's <laughs> finding you a name. After all these years, my victory is nearly at hand. I feel his concern. He knows I'm coming for him. You know, other Yay. than being ominous, you're kind of creepy. You know that, right? He seems like almost like he's in almost some sort of trance with his eyes closed. Yes, I feel Baphomet's rage washing over me. He knows I no longer fear him. He knows that there is no deal he can strike with me for control. I will turn his chosen against him. All right, we'll let him do his thing. Hey, Katara, are you there? Hey, you alive? Yeah, yeah, still alive. We're waiting again. 
Oh, that's your favorite thing to do. Oh, yeah, you know, it's great. We've just been doing nothing. That's good. Is there uh, something you wanted from me? Oh, I'm just bored out of my mind. Oh, well, I'm watching soap operas with Dahlia. Oh, Dahlia's favorite. Yeah, she's not She's not very fond of them, but I got the remote, so. Shouldn't you be, like, getting ready? Y- you'd think so. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently getting ready consists of sitting down and talking about feeling other people's rage. And not coloring. Oh, oh, all right, then. I, I'm going to go now, unless there's something you need from me. Uh, entertainment? Can't Can't provide it. Nothing? No? Alright. Unless you want to play 20 questions. Oh, me. <laughs> no, we're not. Good night. Bye. Love you. <laughs> hey, Landris? Yeah? I spy with my little eye something Ooh. that is black. <laughs> um, th- that guy's hat. Oh, yes. How'd you know it was that guy? <laughs> you have a bad poker face. I was looking right at him, wasn't I? Bad poker face? These eyes are, like, cybernetic. <laughs> Yeah, they zoomed in on the guy. They went, oh. Where did they go? Could you, what was that? I didn't hear it. They went like, what? <laughs> All right, look, so maybe we should strategize. There's going to be, there's two of us. There's mm-hmm. probably going to be two other champions. Or more. Or more, I guess, yeah. But um, should we try and like smash one at the same time and just move on to the other one or take take them each on individually? Oh, uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's go together. I hit up close. You hit far away. That seems to be our deal. And, uh. Yeah, we'll we'll do one at a time, unless 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 we see something different. Yeah, one of the, another one of them is a spellcaster. I'm probably just gonna you know get all over them because I'm real sick of that stuff. Let me tell you, you know, I, I thought the lightning was gonna be way cooler. I know it was kind of a death. lame. Yeah, I mean, short lived. I, I was hoping for a tingle or something. Imagine if we were still cat people though. Our hair would probably. Uh, be I like think our hair would still be up. sticking up. Yeah. After some time of boredom, uh, yes. Alarak's eyes jet open and he stands up. Now is the hour of my ascendance. Let Rakshia commence. And he goes, go past you back out into the, uh, the main area. He goes into this main ballroom. Everything has been pushed to the side to open up this big area in the middle. He kind of goes in the middle with you guys. And uh, his his men in black coats do not follow. Alarak just kind of stands there and he's looking at the door that Mojo left in. The door opens up and you hear music begin to play by some people. And as the door opens up, out comes Mojo Ryzen, who Mojo is now sort of Ryzen. only wearing like a loincloth and some gauntlets, and he has his sort of staff. And he's walking out, and behind him is a large shark person, as well as a large construction machine. You've seen this once in a while in the field. They usually go out, they're meant to be sort of mobile, go out and work on high-rises and skyscrapers and the like. It has like six arms, which end in an assortment of drills, torches, hammers, and vices. with a floating eye almost with all these things coming off of it. Uh, if I can, uh, Caleb, I'd like to designate the shark person as my quarry. Sure. Uh, everyone's sort of cheering as he comes out, and he stands in the middle in front of all of you, and he says, Alarak, you wish to challenge me for the right to rule our people. This will be the last decision you ever make, for I am Mojo Ryzen. And the whole crowd says, Mojo Ryzen. And Alarak smiles and says, Your name may be on their lips, but it's their hearts that I have. Let Rakshia commence. Alarak sort of almost teleports behind Mojo and sets to punch almost through his back, but Mojo sees it coming at the last second and hits it away with his staff and slams a sort of red orb on the ground, which bursts energy 
away from them. And there is now just radiating just an intense wind mixing with energy that's all spiraling all around them as they begin to fight. And just as you sort of had done a few things right before the battle, um, Landris, so the shark did something. He pulls out this, this jar, this almost mason looking jar that has some something gray moving around in it, gray liquid, and he dumps it out onto the ground, which spreads and dissipates onto the ground. Now roll initiative 34. Mine's 19. Let me explain you how this is going to work. Alorak's going to be trying to gather power from you. Every time he tries to gather power from you, you can allow it or deny it. If you allow it, you will choose one of several things I'm about to send to you now. You can choose two physical and one mental score that you will set to 10, or choose two mental and one physical to set to 10. Or you can choose to have a minus 10 to your AC, a minus 10 to your reflex fortitude will, a minus 5 to your BAB. You can set your move speed to 5, and those things are all things you can do only once. You can also set yourself stunned for one round or staggered for one round. You can do those as many times as you like. Each time you do one of those things, you give him a certain amount of power. He needs a certain amount of power to overcome Mojo. These, these are separated by how much power you will give him. Obvi the, the top ones are the most, the AC, the reflex, the base are a little bit below that, the move speed, the stun is a little bit below that, and the staggered is the least of them. So once I select one of them, like say I take the AC minus 10, is that for a round or is that for the rest of the fight? For the rest of the fight. Okay. That's why the ones that will hurt you more give him more power. It's a it's a bigger cost. You essentially cannot win this fight uh, without Alarak winning because uh, this entire time Mojo, who cannot be stopped or interfered with by you at all, is going to continue to just assault you with spells. So even by the time you defeat his champions, he will eventually murder you. And I can only pick one of these around. He's going to call for you at certain times to call for the power at each of these times. You can do it once. So Landris, you're up first. So I have an eye on the shark guy. Uh, I'm going to start unloading with him, on him with my bow. This shark guy, by the way, he has this huge gas, almost like surgery gash across his chest. Uh, so I'm going to take a four-round action with my bow at him. I'm going to be using uh, adamantine arrows. Okay. 29. Hit. 37. Hit. 32. Hit. 37. Hit. Oh, boy, 31. Hit. Total of 132 damage. You kill him. Oof. You just shred him to pieces. I've been eyeing this guy. I looked over like shark guy. Like he's got to be the one that I'm going to take <laughs> out. <laughs> Is he wearing like armor? No. So I just loose like all these adamantine arrows and I'm assuming they're going to skewer him because he's not wearing any armor. Just plink, mm -hmm. plink, plink, plink. All like straight to his chest. He falls on his back and the arrows begin to undulate and move as bursting through this scar in his chest. Eight legs of shattered bone emerging from a sickly, pulsating heart, holding it aloft like a spider, blood oozing from this glistening organ. Victor. Okay, I'm gonna go after the robot guy, the machine. I'm going to go into a voluntary rage. I am going to run up and hit him. I rolled a one. Oh, <laughs> 31 and a one is nice, though. That's cool. Miss, of course. Yeah, I miss. Mojo has this fight. He like sees the shark go down, and he points his his staff to you. And then in in the roof of the building, uh, there's a like scar in space that opens up, and you see you literally see space, and you see something small get bigger and bigger, and hurtling out of space through this portal into your faces are two giant meteors. One that hit each of you, Landers and Vic. To your touch, AC, twenty-four. Yes. Yes. Six points on Victor, ten points on Lanris of bludgeoning damage. And I need you both to make a reflex save. 24. 27. You both save. Take half of 19, both of you. These meteors smash into you and then just a fiery explosion comes out of them. Uh, so you get hit by the meteor, which you can't dodge, but the fire explosion you do end up dodging. 
Lanerus and kind of miss him with a dick. And Alarak, he sees this opening. You can feel yourself, uh, power being drawn out of you. What would you like to give, if anything? I'll do set two mental, one physical to ten. Uh, I'm gonna set my wisdom to ten, my int to ten, and my con to ten. Okay. Vic. I was gonna do the two mental, one physical. Okay. I'm gonna do the, uh, intelligence to ten. Uh-huh. Charisma to ten, because it's already a ten. <laughs> I'm gonna go dex to ten. You hear him go, Yes! And as, as uh, Mojo's distracted trying to hit you guys, Alarak gets a solid strike on him. A sort of orb of like this purple antimatter sort of gets passes through him and just takes away part of Mojo. Just disappears. And then Mojo sees that and he returns his attention to Alarak. Landris! Yes. Below you, you sort of see this gray substance sort of reappear below you in an almost perfect circle. But you realize it's not a circle appearing. It is a pit appearing below you. Uh, below you in a, a blazing fast speed, a pit is created and dissolved underneath you with the f- physical matter. Make me a reflex save. 22. You fall and you grab the edge of the pit and you're now hanging on the edge of the pit. The heart creature, Vic, uh-huh. runs at you and tries to latch onto you and bite you. 33. Yes, it hit. 12 points of damage, plus you're bleeding and make a will save. Oh, man. All right, uh, 20. You save. Awesome. Nothing worse happens. Every, for your bleed, you're going to be rolling 1d6 every round, okay? Robot's turn. The robot comes up to you, Vic, since you're right next to it. Uh, actually, you're right next to it, so it's going to fall around you. 27. Fails. 16. Fails. And 16 touch. That hits. It slams its drill and it misses you. It tries to get you with these, like, automatic pulsating hammers and it misses you. And then it takes its laser drill and scrapes the ground with it up straight up to you and ends up hitting with that but for a mere three points of fire damage. And this is going to bring it back to Lanny's turn. Uh, yeah, if I spend a panache point, I can stand up from prone as a swift action. Yeah, I'll let you get up from this thing as a swift action for that. Okay, I'm going to burn a panache point, I'll kick my feet off the edge of this wall and flip back up onto the floor. As you do that, the pit is recreated. It's uh, now back to ground. And then I'm going to uh, four-round action the heart monster thing. Okay. And my first arrow, entangling shots. Does a 40 hit? It, it does, actually, believe it or not. So it is entangled for one round. Okay. And I'm going to continue firing at it. 38. Hit. 28. Hit. 33. Hit. And 13. Miss. So that's a total of 93 damage. It's not looking great. Victor. I'm going to full round action the robot guy. Okay. I just I injured the... We're going to stick together. I injured the heart thing. You get, a, you get bonuses to robots, right? I do. That's why I did that. Right, just, just do what you want. Understand a weak the one guy. Do what you want. I'm just trying to influence what you want. I'm just trying to do. Just trying to power game. <laughs> right, I'm trying I'm to metagame. So 46 for the first one. Hit. 30 for the second. Miss. And then 27 misses, I guess. Yep. And then my slam will be 34. Hit. So the first damage is 37. And then the slam is 18. Mojo Ryzen. Mojo Ryzen. Turns Mojo Ryzen. you again. Oh, that looks like fun. Oh, good. Make me a fortitude save, Victor. 14. <sighs> Yikes. I know, I rolled a one. His hand seethes with eerie dark fire, and then it just leaps at you as if it had a mind of its own and wanted your blood more than anything. As it strikes at you, you feel it surround you, invade inside of you, around you, in you. 56 points of damage. I'm taking a beating here. I'm below half. And you hear him say, You do not know Alarak, or you would not aid him. 
And Alorak just retorts, saying, You do well to promote my cause, Victor. Alorak tries to call your power again. I'm going to set my move speed to five. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. <laughs> I'm going to set my AC minus ten. Alorak is growing ever more powerful. His mojo has continued distracted trying to take care of you. That pit appears underneath you again, Laners. Make another reflex save, yeah? 32. Oh, you make it. But again, you've grabbed onto the edge. And it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't, it's, it's not like you're being shoved into a pit and you have enough time to dodge out of the way. It just appears underneath you. So the most you have to do is to grab onto the edge as you fall straight down. Uh, but as you're down, like in the pit, you can see around all this sort of goo moving everywhere and your face is against, right against the wall. And you can see this goo and you see what is the telltale sign of nanomachines. Heart thing, which is called a lovelorn, just so I can stop calling it a heart thing. The Lovelorn is going to... It's going to go over and bite the hands of Landris. Try to get him to let go. 25. Oh, yeah, def- definitely. I'm clinging to the wall. Uh, yeah, that totally hits. It's going to forego damage and curse and bleed and all of that to instead make you make a combat maneuver check to hold on. Okay. I got a 20. Okay, you've successfully held on. But you've got a Lovelorn spider monster heart thing right there uh, at your hands. Robot dude is going to another full round attack my best friend and try to murder him. Roll the two, so I'm guessing a 17 isn't going to do much for you. 33. It hits. And a 19 to your touch. Yep. It's drill misses you, but the sort of vice grip it has does get you. Only six points of damage. The laser torch also gets you doing six points of fire damage. But since the vice grip got you, it gets to make a... Grapple check. Does a 33 beat your CMD? No, it just misses. Tries to grab you, but it can't quite get you. Like, your arm is metal, so it, like, slips through. It couldn't quite grab it well enough. The thing was trying to grab you. And that's the end of that. It's coming back up to Landris' turn. I'm going to spend another panache point to flip up and start shooting arrows at it. 36. Hit. 40 damage. You've killed it. And you see it sort of melts in front of you into a gray goo. Like the game. <laughs> it turns into a copy of the computer game, Greg. <laughs> I'm going to turn toward where Vic's at and start firing at the robot engaged with him. 31. Hit. Natural 1. 27. Miss. And 25. Miss. Uh, the one arrow that hit did 20 damage to it. Let's see, Vic. I'm going to go full round action on him again. Oh, please, be still be good. 36. Hit. 23. Miss. 32. Hit. And slam is 34. Hit. Nice. 38, 34, and then 15 is the damage. He's entangled for one round. Oh, Christian, I robbed you of something. The Lovelorn was entangled. Oh, well. Sorry At least you recognize it, and you have to make it up to me now. (laughs) Vic, you're done. Which means Mojo Ryzen is gonna do something. I feel like negative levels would be good on Landers. They would look good on him. You can support them well. Not again! Alright, Landers, make me well safe. 25. Hey, congratulations. He tries to do something to you, but nothing happens. You can feel something trying to do something to your mind. You can almost hear somebody else talking, but it stops very quickly. Alarak calls for your power again. I'll give him the uh, minus 10 to my AC. I'll take base attack bonus minus 5. Have you even denied the accusations yet, Mojo? At least before you die, tell everyone the truth. Your lies will not take away our destiny. We will ascend and be transformed into the likeness of Baphomet. <laughs> and Alarak bolsters your, your, your talk with him and says, uh, Oh, you lie with such conviction. It's almost admirable. The robot moves away from you. It has to be because it's entangled. I'm remembering this. Provoking attack of opportunity from my good friend, Victor. That will be a 48. Oh yeah, you hit him. 36 points of damage. And then it opens up this chamber in front of it, sort of where its eye is. 
and it ejects just super hot fluid of a cooling fluid that has just been overused in oil, and it just sprays both you and Lanris with it. Make a reflex save. 33. Saved. 22. Saved. Take half of 17. Victor. Mm-hmm. Roll a d3 for me. Three. You uh, take three con damage as this like sort of um, this coolant and this oil mixed together. It's, you breathe in the fumes. Some of it gets in your mouth and you are poisoned. I hate this battle, by the way. I hate it. <laughs> pit appears underneath Lanris. Reflex save. 36. Jeez Louise, this pit is like upset at you. You, you hear little angry nanobot noises. It's going after the guy with plus 18 to his reflex. Back up to Lanny. Um, Vic's looking bad, so I'm going to spend another panache point to flip out of the pit. I'm going to my sonic pistol as I do that and fire at the uh, robo dude. 19. Hit. 27. Hit. Uh, 20 to its touch. Yeah. 12 to its touch. No. 40 sonic damage. 40 sonic damage. 40 what? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> Victor. The thing moved away from me, right? Okay, I'm going to take out my nanite hyper gun and shoot me with it. Restoring 30 points of damage. Healing myself for that. I'm going to move five foot away from it. Mojo's going to have some fun with you guys. What is he going to crush you guys with next? Mmm, I like this one. How about you both make a will save? Can you stop using that word? How about <laughs> you not make me fail? Be 17. Uh, 29. Yeah. I mean, great, you both saved. Again, Mojo's just impotent. He is trying to do something to you, but Baphomet's touch is not reaching you. Alarak so much for destruction. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Alarak calls for more power. You know what? I'm going to be staggered for one round. Do you really not have enough? I'm going to set my move speed to five. Just a little bit more. I nearly have him. Our confrontation draws to a close, Mojo. Soon everyone will know the depth of your treachery. Robot dude. It points its drill straight out and then rushes towards you. 29. Yeah. He slams at you with his drill and it spins and he drills into your like chest and you see like peeling off like orange peels is some of your fake skin. Six points of damage. Pit is closed up and the pit appears underneath you, Lanris. It is just dead set on getting you. 37. You save yourself again. <laughs> then it's back to Lanris' turn. I'm gonna burn my plume of panache. Um, a little feather cyber neon tattoo thingy to get a panache point to hop out of the pit yet again and help my buddy Victor and fire again at the uh, robot. To its touch AC, a 15. Hit. Natural one. Natural one. 18. Hit. 31 points of sonic damage. This thing's sparking a little bit. Pieces of it are hanging off. Does not look brand new. Vic, you were staggered. Yeah, I'm going to do one uh, attack on the robot guy for 47. Hit. 39 points of damage. This thing is not looking good. Staggering condition ends. Mojo. Oh, these are just fun words that are next to each other. Uh, we'll save, both of you. 22. 18. Yeah, Mojo continues his impotence. Alarak calls for more power. I don't really have anything left, <laughs> man. I'll just give him the other, the other skills. Just take it all to 10. So maybe this thing will end. Oh, jeez, okay. My only other option is the saves. I'll use those. I'll take the saves minus 10. You can fall on some pits, fail on some mind control stuff. Alright. Will you kill him already? It's the robot's turn. However unfortunate for the robot, it don't get to do nothing because Alarak 
as he is attacking Mojo, uh, Mojo is like struck a, a, a tough blow and falls to his knee. And he looks up and he kind of holds his hand out almost as if like the last resort to block his face. And, and he, he sees this dire straits he's in and he looks up at Alarak and he says, Our master has already won, Alarak. You will lead our people to their doom. And Alarak stands above him and says, You are right about one thing. I will lead them. And he holds his hands in front of him. This purple orb grows and encompasses Mojo completely. And it begins to shrink. And you can hear Mojo's bones break, crack, snap as he's crushed. And he screams his agony as that scream is then muffled by skin and bone blocking the pathway of air as his lungs are crushed and destroyed and blood spews out of his mouth. And he is crushed into a, almost the size of a basketball. He was a very large man to start out with. And he is just sloshed, dropped to the floor with a big squish. And you would smell the putrid blood coming out of this guy. Ah, uh, I feel terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel worse. And I, like, kind of okay? stagger around. <laughs> the energy that was radiating off of them from uh, engaging sort of disappears. Alarak closes his eyes and he breathes in deeply. And then he turns and everyone's quiet now. The whole crowd that was cheering and all excited now is just dead silent. And Alarak kind of turns around and looks at them all and he smiles a sinister wolfish grin. Comet, by the right of Rakshir, I am your high lord. Listen and obey. Mojo Ryzen promised you lies. There is no ascension. Comet will never be uplifted and become Minotaurs. Baphomet has betrayed us. And for this, he must die. And all of Comet cheers uproariously as they herald in their new High Lord, their new leader, Alarak, as his champions are tired and looking up. I lift up my fist and I say, Mojo Fallen! <laughs> You collectively hear, and this is a sound not many humans have here, but you hear the sound of a million people rolling their eyes at once. It's a squishy sound. <laughs> I, oh, Lanners is cracking up. High fives, Vic. <laughs> you high five and you're like, ow, no, wait, my con's low. Yeah, it's very low. <laughs> and sort of the people in black coats sort of surround you guys. Hey, 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 where's, our, where's the power back? You will regain it in time. How much time? Hang on. You grasp for specifics that neither I nor you know. Now I am a busy man. You are of no longer any use to me. Escort them out. Okay, thanks for, uh, you know, taking our energy and just kicking us to the curb. Feel so used. I will keep our bargain. Comet will no longer engage with you, though I cannot promise that if you fight them that they will not fight back. But you have my word of sacred in front of all these witnesses that Comet, and he looks at everyone and he points to you guys, these two are not to be touched. They all out of fear obey. I like that. That's it. Cool. Um, hey, can okay. you can you give me a hand here, here Landris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, eat, eat a fruit. Oh, yeah. Give me one of those. <laughs> to all those scores, I consider them all damage. So as these people are leading us out? Yes, and Alarak's actually with them. And as he takes you out, he says, Comet is yielded to my authority, and all that we have is under my command. I will use them both to avenge Baphomet's betrayal. Look, just... Just keep listening to the word of the armored lady. And he kind of stops you and turns you around and says, My people are impressed with you. They admire your conviction. And he looks back at, like, the dead things you killed and the almost destroyed robot. And your brutality. <laughs> and he takes off that 
sort of meter he has, that visor, a little thing that covers just his eye, and he hands it to you. This will serve you well. You would be wise to take my advice. Where'er you see Baphomet and his influence, it must be destroyed. Uh, thank you. This has been a weird day, but you know, you're true to your word, and I appreciate that. Our paths have crossed several times, for we have sought but different facets of the same coin. You will find that this path that you were on is mine as well, though we walk it differently and for different reasons. I look forward to seeing your progress. And while I cannot tether my fate to yours, if the past is any measure, I will say we should meet again. Well, let's hope it's under better circumstances. Maybe we can get a beer sometime. I'll score you out unless you have anything else to say. Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, Christian. We work hard all year, and we're coming on the day that we finally get some recognition for it. Can you think of anything better to do this Labor Day than listen to some quality podcasts? No, Caleb, I can. Hey, but do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Trailblazers, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Pathfinder Academy? Why don't you try some of our favorite episodes? One of mine definitely has to be the one we did on party roles. That was a great one, and it was interesting to see the convention-defying way the roles were laid out. You can find Pathfinder Academy on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen, too, so go onto our site, tblazer.net, for a complete list of the ways you can listen. So go ahead, take a load off. You deserve it. Lay back, grab some dice, and join us. All right, Christian, back to work. Wait, what do you mean? I thought we finally had a day off. Oh, no. The work of a podcaster is never done. Okay. But quick, 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 Caleb, what, what does the scouter say about his power level? <laughs> it is only three. <laughs> Because it's him plus us two right now. All right. I'm giving you, like, it's it's pretty much a curse I'm giving you because it's complicated. And I also completely forgot. He was actually supposed to use that scatter during the battle, and I totally forgot to have him do that. But whatever, that's fine. Kilo forgets everything. Uh, but let me give you exactly what it is. I'm getting a curse? I'm confused. It's a curse because I'm giving you something that has a lot of rules with it. Or a oh, lot of things oh. to keep track of. <laughs> you take the scouter in your hand and your limbs feel heavy. This scouter, for our listeners, has a thin glass-like display which attached to a single earmuff. It fits snugly and comfortably on the creature's ear. The earpiece contains the hardware to make the display function. This all-purpose scanner measures and displays various pieces of detectable information, such as a creature's current status, the type of metal being scanned, the presence of poisons, and many other valuable details. For anything the user can see, the scanner displays the information gained by the following spells. Detect magic, detect poison, detect metal, technomancy, determine depth, pierce disguise, meticulous match, analyze dwemer, arcane sight grader, detect alchemy, detect radiation, find fault, comprehend languages for written languages only. Whoa. And you don't get the other effects of these spells. You just get the information they would give you. In addition, the scanner displays the current percent of an HP a creature has remaining, any spells or effects that they are being affected by, any conditions, ability drain, ability damage, and negative levels they have, and also identify spells as they are being cast, displaying complete information about the spells. And all that information can be toggled on and off as a non-action. So you're not just hit with a million pieces of information. You can see just what you want to see. <laughs> a poisonous metal Dwemer arcane thing marches into view and my headset explodes. What What about me? I took all the damage. I got beat up the most. All right, look, we each got a neat eyepiece. One of us gets the goggle, one of us gets the scanner. <sighs> Whoever it looks better on. In the battle, I'm supposed to tell you, like, the robot only has 5% health, health left, but I totally forgot about that. Oh, also that thing that Martian View was radioactive. All right. You're now standing out and one thing becomes sort of refreshingly clear. And that is that the air is clear. 
you look up and there is not a storm cloud above you that has been above you for this past, I don't know, what week maybe? It looks like the storm has finally passed or is passing. Ooh, ooh, no more overcast. I'm going to have to start wearing my shades. Speaking of, I'm going to slide the scanner on. Okay. This affects only what you can see. So if Vic comes out of your line of sight, you can't get information on him. And you sort of, as a human being that has a mind that can only focus on so many things, it's it probably you could probably only focus on a certain amount of things that you can look at at a time. Hey, Vic, strike a pose. Uh, okay. I'm going to use this to analyze- No, I need to know exactly what this pose looks like. <laughs> we cannot move forward until this information is given to well, me. Well, since I'm kind of still hurting, I like kind of straighten up with my- hands on my back and then i just kind of stand there and i do a little like peace sign (laughs) (laughs) okay if this thing's supposed to tell us information let's see if it can tell us what's going on with your body or lack thereof oh it shows his health at 7.38 percent vitality um yeah so i'm like flipping through all the things like health i'm like oh you look bad um detect magic detect metal technomancy uh, okay all right one thing at a time (laughs) caleb is he radioactive caleb (laughs) Zero percent radiation. Uh, yeah, magic. The freaking the only thing it doesn't display is magical, like his hammer and all that stuff. Remember when we're talking about magic here, we're using that skinning of just sort of special crystal technology, right? So anything he has, it's like a plus one. I don't know if his armor's plus one, all that stuff. But what doesn't show us anything is the goggles. It just shows like a question mark. It doesn't know what to do with that information with the goggles, right? So um, I don't know what it is, but technomancy. Well, maybe you should figure out what it is before you want to know information. Well, I'm gonna flip on over it. see what it says. <laughs> That, that's your that's your burden to bear. <laughs> no, it is. Yo, know, you you don't just go. I want to cast fireball. What does it do? You need to tell. You need to know what that does. So, oh Jesus! Well, no, you, you, you got me so upset. I'm you like, like jeez, Rick. You got me in a morning mode. I'm not upset now. You see, look, 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 look what you did. It detects, <laughs> it detects the presence of technological objects instead of magical yes. objects. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like detect magic, but that... Okay, so I don't yeah, want yeah. that. I want analyzed Dwemer, I think. Right, this is just telling you like what the hammer does and all that stuff. I just want to make sure. I don't know if I'm being clear, so I'm going to say we're using the skin thing. Whenever we, Anything that says magic in here, we're using as crystal technology. True magic, it doesn't know what to do with. It's a technological item invented in this world. So it does say disease present, and then it has... It does... It, unlisted it does not have a not in databanks what you doing i'm like tapping it like come on do something <laughs> it's not telling me anything about your metal stuff well that's okay ioma day said don't worry about it remember i think you're interpreting that wrong you can't really s- save the day if you're dead but um what this does says is that you're you're hurting man let me uh do you want to use some of these trauma pack things uh sure uh hey kentaro yeah hey you guys are still alive yeah, definitely. We're a little vulnerable at the moment. Uh, can you meet us at, like, K-Junction? Sure. We'll be there in, like, 20. All right. Uh, I'm gonna use trauma pack stuff on Vic, healing him for 28, just bandaging him up. Okay. I got some more of the, the pokey needle stuff if you need it. No, no, uh, I'm good right now. I got another one of those, too. Actually, I got a bunch of that, because I got two canisters. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. That was intense. So you're, like, the you're like dangerous duo. The, the, the terrible twosome. The, the, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, you all right? Yeah, uh, it, I. it was a rough battle. He drained us pretty good. Yeah, I guess maybe we should stop at the hospital. Oh, no, no, no hospitals. Just let's go home. But my ability scores are set to 10. Oh, yeah. I think didn't you, I think all your ability scores are set to 10 right now. Well, except for Khan. I guess we could go to the hospital. Well, let's go meet up with Kentaro first. Oh, there. it does list one poison. Oh, really? It does detect one poison in Vic, which is the um, exposure to coolant. Uh, you need to make another save, Vic. 29. Okay, make another save. 23. 
Okay, you're cured. Wow, I just watched the poison go away. <laughs> so we're going to go try and meet it with Kentaro, since we're vulnerable at the moment. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I want to try something. Okay. I put on the goggles, and I look at his little scanner. Nothing oh, no. interesting. <laughs> oh, well. Lander's finally looks normal. Shadow looks normal. I put him up. I do like a strong man pose. Well, you you are totally cured, by the way. I, I can feel it. Head over, Kentaro meets you. Wow, you guys look rough. Oh, my knight in shining armor. Come to save us. <laughs> well, I take it out or I didn't betray you. Nah, he was true to his word. Surprising. That guy's tried to kill us twice. He, uh, he sucks. Our, our power <laughs> from us. Which makes him suck. It's a bunch of beeps and boops coming from the scanner. I'm scanning Kentaro. <laughs> Is there anything you want to know? Uh, in particular? I guess not. Uh, is he radioactive? <laughs> He's not radioactive. <laughs> what the heck is meticulous match? You compare two similar items and know if they are identical to one another or not. Wow. Interesting. Where'd you find that one? <laughs> Pierce Disguise. Has been fooling me the whole time. Oh no! No. Okay. I'm thinking of uh, stopping over at Metro General 2. What for? He did a number on us. We gave him our power. That sounds ambiguous. Everything he says. Okay. So are we walking away learning anything new today? A comet is being led by someone who listens to Ioma Day to an extent, and they're not going to mess with us. That's good. Who's Ioma Day again? His sister. Don't say that out loud. Oh, that... Li- oh. So your sister leads comet now? I mean, like, in a way, that's the way that works. I don't know. Hey, I bet if you brought her to Alarak, give him the goggles, he'll do whatever she says. We could control comet. Hey! If your sister's a goddess, are you a god? I don't think she- Or a demigod? I don't know. Nah, let's not go that far. I start poking him. In a, in a sense. No, definitely not. A little bit. Not even <laughs> not even a little bit. Less than a little bit. Zero percent. Let me, let me check that visor. Mm-hmm. Yep, 0% god. <laughs> it doesn't have detect deity. Did you tell your sister? No. Oh, you guys are headed off to the hospital. You guys are just standing there. I'm never telling her. You don't want her to know? No. No, don't don't go. I'm not marching in front of a comet. Look what they did to their last god head thing. I can't. I wasn't there. Well, we, we got crumpled to a little basketball. That's what happened. So three of the gods are dead, right? Which ones? Well, Red was one, right? You told us that. Mm-hmm. Was it Saren Ray? Saren Ray, yeah. And then uh, Bahumet and and Zor, whatever his face is. And uh, so that just leaves one. Who says Bahumet's dead? Yeah, what? Didn't we? Was it Mojo Ryzen? He, the Mojo Ryzen did not, he only is so much as one human looks like another human, did he, who looks like a Minotaur, look like another Minotaur. Did not look exactly like Baphomet. In fact, Alarak several times just called him a prophet of Baphomet. Hmm, okay. Two, two dead, two to go. He's got to kill your sister. Hey, don't, stop it. Stop saying that out loud. You guys get to the hospital. And Vic? Yep. You can't uh, get up. Now, is this a euphemism? Or? This is, your legs do not work and you can no longer feel them. I don't have any money to buy anything else. Uh, Vic, you're sitting on the floor. You okay? Yeah, you, you okay there, buddy? Uh, the tram's gonna get going. We gotta get no, up. I, I can't walk. My legs aren't working, guys. Kintaro's oh. mm. like, looks at you like, can I pick you up? Like, gets, kind of gets the position to do so. Yeah, yeah, just pick, pick me up. He picks you up and gets you off the tram and then it moves on. It's supposed to carry me. Well, when your legs won't work, I'll carry you. <laughs> Believe me, I've been carrying you every encounter. <laughs> Our victory over two different deities, our deity-esque people, says otherwise. <laughs> Alright, you uh, you head into the hospital, and when you get in there, Kintaro's like, uh, well, can we talk to, is this Spencer on duty? Yeah, we should. And uh, the lady says yes, and you guys sign paperwork and wait forever, but you eventually do get a meeting with Spencer. It takes forever, so if you want to say anything while you wait. Mm, Mojo did say something weird. He said that Baphomet had already done something. Did you catch that, Vic? Mm, no, no, I don't remember. 
He said like something was already set into motion. Why do we care about this Baphomet? Isn't that Comet's problem? I, I don't want to be involved with whatever Comet's dealing with. Those guys killing us and people. That they're, I mean, they're involved with the Baphomet thing. It has to do with Vic's vision where there's pew lasers and dead people in the city and believing. What do you make of all this, Vic? I don't know anymore. I don't know what all this means. Did Alarak provide any light? Did they ask him any questions? Oh, yeah, he right. He did, didn't understand him. <laughs> so what's what's going on with Alarak now? He's leading the comets. And he's just going to leave you alone? That's what he said. Yeah, he said we're not to be touched. Oh, I'll believe that. I mean, he could have killed us if he wanted to. We had our ability scores at a time. I mean, we were surrounded by, like, hundreds of people. He could have just, you know, ended it right there. He walked us out. And he gave me this thing. Us, this thing. You can use it whenever you want, Vic. Spencer comes in. Victor, you again. You, uh, that surprised? Uh, I guess I shouldn't be. Oh, you look terrible. Come here. And he likes taking your blood pressure and all that stuff. What happened this time? Uh, lots happened, but mo- mostly my legs aren't working. All right, well, let me get you a wheelchair. How far up and he goes, do I not be, can I not feel? Below your hips. So you're just pretty much just your legs. And he brings in a wheelchair so that you can move around. He goes, all right, well, why don't we wheel you over to get some tests done, and we'll see if we can't figure out what it is. Okay. Uh, after litany of tests, again, you're just waiting forever. It's like the worst thing in the world. Like, this is all day now. This is all day. You wish you were at the DMV. He comes back with his results, and he goes, well, uh, I guess I got familiar news, but bad news. It looks like your muscles have completely deteriorated in your legs. That's the bad news. The worst news is uh, we don't see any infection. We don't see any reason. It's like everything else you've come in for before. There's there's no reason for it. So treatment options we have is pretty much only one thing, but it's going to be uh, complicated. We can get you cybernetic legs, which everything implies that they will work. However, your body is, is at the point where any more cybernetic introduced to it will begin to, to grow cancer. And at the rate of stuff you have now, probably at a pretty bad rate, I'm guessing a couple years max. But we do have uh, technology we can implant inside you that will help mitigate this, that will prevent the cancer from starting. But it's all very expensive. Well, I don't have any money, so I guess we can't do any of that. Kataro kind of looks at this. How, how much is it? Well, the legs themselves will be 8,500 gold plus 850 install fee. But that's really not where the money's come. The money's going to come in is in the uh, the technology that will suppress the cancer and allow your body to take this, these new legs. And that's going to run you about 36,000 gold. The good news is it will do more than just allow your body to take the things it should. It needs to improve. What it does is it improves some of your mental functions in order to get your your brain to be able pretty much we're, we're forcing your brain to say attack these cells do not let them become cancerous or or stop them as soon as they're made uh so your your brain sort of runs in overtime which helps in other ways scratch the back of my neck and no i'd, I'd help vic but i only got like 20k i've got five thousand. Well, i can pitch in a little bit why don't you call your wife maybe your sister. I mean, your wife works, isn't she? Not for nothing. Yeah, do they get a discount? Sure, I can wrangle something like that. Maybe we can get rid of the install fees. He leaves, so he's not really part of the conversation, the doctor. And um, Kintaro goes, your sister works, your wife works. They don't work for zero dollars. Why don't you see what they can do? I'll call up Sarah. Sure, I'll, I'll ask Dahlia. I don't want to you know, put more strain on your relationship. Money problems. Well, I got to let her know what's going on anyway. Okay, yeah. Who's calling who first? I'll call up Sarah. Boop, boop, beep. You can hear all sorts of noise in the background. Hello? Hey, uh, uh, where are you? I'm over back in the Burnover District. Oh. No, no, put that down. 
She looks like animals in here sometimes. What's going on? I'm at uh, Metro General. Why? My legs have stopped working. Oh, Vic. I think... I think Spencer's working. Yeah, today. yeah, no, no, him. yeah. We we saw him. He's he's he was here. He said that they got a a way to fix it, but it's very complicated and very expensive. I gave her the price, and I kind of sum up of what he's told us. It, that doesn't matter. I I can take care of it. No, we're gonna see if we can all pitch in. Okay. Well, whatever you can't make, you let me know. Uh, okay. And whenever you get time, if you can come by, and I know you're busy. You're silent for a little bit. I'll come over as soon as I can. I don't think I can make it to the hospital. No, that's fine. But I'll see if I can come home early. Okay. I love, uh, you. I love you. Oh. All right. You gonna call Dahlia? Get to do the boop boop oh. boop. Beep boop 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 boop. What's up? Hey. Um. Everything cool at home? Yeah. Is everything cool with you? Who walked away with a maniac guy who's part of a gang that kills people? Did Kentaro not tell you we were okay? I thought he would have told you that. Sorry. We're okay. Well, mostly. Um. Vic's doing a thing again. Where he's falling apart. It's his legs this time. Oh. I'm sorry to hear that. We're just trying to scrounge up some cash for uh, helping him out. He doesn't have any money right now. And they need to install, like, an anti-cancer machine in him. Oh, of course. Um, hmm. And there's, like, a bit of silence, she's thinking. I haven't been really taking any paying jobs lately. And the ones I have have been just to take all the stuff from mom and dad. Uh, you gotta stop doing that. I, n- well, I know you want to help people. you want me to sell the house? You want to lose the house? No, you need to stop working for free. Like, I know you want to help people, but you're, like... Top dog job qualifications. Like, you need to get paid. Okay, well, I'll, I'll put that on my to-do list. Okay, let me, let me write this down. Be selfish. Okay, done. I'll make Taking sure care of often. yourself isn't being selfish. I make enough to get by, to take care of the, the house, to make sure mom and dad's okay. Listen, I'm sorry. I don't want to argue. I can't I can't help very much. I can... No, it's fine. We're just... It's okay. I think between me and Sarah, we can get it. Okay. Tell, tell Vic, uh, I hope he's doing okay in that. I'm thinking about him. I'll play on speakerphone. Just say it again. Boop. <laughs> Hey, Vic. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey. Hey, sorry to hear about all this. I wish I could help more. Maybe if you use your godlike powers. I mean, nothing. My what? Your lawyer powers. Lawyer powers. Lawyer, lawyer powers. Lawyer powers. Uh, well, if they try to, if there's malpractice, I guess I could help. I mean, we can, we already might have a case for that. All right, Vic. Well, I gotta get going. All right. Save some, uh, some algae jacks for me. <sighs> oh, okay. What? You can hear her driving the car to go pick up algae jacks. <laughs> Okay, so I'll put in how much did he say it was thirty six. Is that plus together? 8, plus eight thousand five hundred. Look, dude, I got twenty k. That's what I got. And I got five thousand five hundred. I can I can contribute two thousand. I thought you said you didn't have any money left. Well, I have a little bit, and now I'm. Would you like to be angry that I'm using it? All right. So Spencer comes comes back. You tell him the money, and of course you have your wife's credit card. You guys share your money. You guys a good relationship to pay the rest of it. So everybody spend your money, and Vic's gonna go into surgery. Vic, pop out of surgery. Uh, give yourself cybernetic legs. Ignore the thing that's going to say you can't have that many leg spots or whatever. Body spots. And give yourself a headband of vast intelligence plus four, which should raise you up high enough that allows you to get the legs without throwing an exception. It's a greater shattered body. Nearly all your body is replaced by artificial components. Your body is almost entirely artificial, save for a few organic components tethering you to original life. Your bonus on saving throws against poison and diseases from shattered bodies equal to your manifestation level, which at this point is now six, I believe. Mm -hmm. You automatically stabilize when you're below zero hit points. You no longer need to eat, drink, or sleep. You still must rest for at least eight hours to prepare spells. You can still eat, drink, and sleep. But I don't have to. Correct. However, 
Most of your internal organs have been replaced. You can no longer benefit from potions, elixirs, extracts, or any other beneficial item that requires consumption. So what about the nanite guns? Uh, those will still be fine, but the fruit that Lanners would give you is a no-no. Okay. If I can, Caleb, when Vic's all in surgery and they're talking to Vic and they're walking back and forth with his papers, I'd like to sneak around, hide in plain sight. I'm indoors so I can sneak without cover. And I want to look around for, like, his medical information. I want to see if I can find something that proves, like, they just haven't been doing the things they should be to treating him. There's, like, let's charge him, you know, soup him up, and then get the money. In the interest of not making me make a bunch of rolls just so we can move on, you you, you successfully get a, enough of a glance at a paper to, to see that anything that was sort of going weird is nothing that Spencer hasn't already told you was a little off. Like, there's a special note that says, do not talk about treatment unless patient brings it up, sort of thing. Can I grab that? Uh, yeah. And if I can pay money to get my ability scores restored? It would be just like buying pharmaceuticals, so if you want to buy that stuff, sure. Oh, that's way too much. Never mind. I don't have enough money. Thanks, Vic. It's not my fault. You now have cybernetic legs. Your move speed is back to normal, plus whatever benefits your legs give you. Okay. And it's kind of nice, actually, aside from how you have to get used to how you have a little more heft than you've had before. But uh, you release, get your release papers and you're good to go. I can move at 40 feet now. Oh, there he is and he's walking. How's it feel? You okay? It's a little weird, but I, I think I'll get used to it. It's weird is the noise it makes. It's like... I, I thought that was the coolest part. I wasn't going to say anything. I think that's <laughs> neat. I mean, I feel like we just need some rest. Yeah, definitely rest. Just go home and... All right, you guys successfully are back at home. Well, I'm going to... I'm going to call down to the station to see if DeWitt's made any progress on that data. Okay. As usual, you're calling the secretary, and she says, I'll get back to you. Yeah, it's not super urgent. We're just looking for an update, so whenever he gets a chance. I'll leave the note on his desk. Thank you. They, they got they to crack that, that data. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Dahlia, Dahlia. Yes? Check this out. All right, produce the notice from my pocket. What's this? This is proof that the doctors are being jerks to Vic and trying to ring him dry. Mm-hmm. And she looks at it. No surprise there. Welcome to Gadash. More money to keep fixing you up than to cure you. Can't we use that? Like, get get money? They'll probably settle. Uh, I mean, we could start something here, but they do this to everybody. It'd be me versus uh, a lot of very well-paid lawyers. and would take years if you really want to ride this crusade. How many of those people have proof? Look, it says right there, don't suggest treatment options. Yeah, I can can read it. Okay, well, I just make sure we're reading the same thing. Yeah, we are. It doesn't change the fact this will take years. I'm not hanging my hat on this. What I'm hanging my hat on is I have a real chance to try to see if I can make sure that RSF generator doesn't get rebuilt. Wait, really? Now that it's down, it's the first time people really consider. Because it's instead of doing an action, it's not doing an action. It's just far easier to get people to do. Instead of tearing down the generator, it's just not rebuilding it, which saves a lot of money. There's just a lot of good angles we can hit this at. But uh, Anything we could do? <laughs> um, kill all the builders. Don't kill all the builders. I mean, knock them out. <laughs> Say, hey, don't come around here no more. (laughs) So do I need to, like, get anti-cult leader field generator made so that people don't teleport into my house again? Uh, Alarak should be leaving us alone. Good. We're officially not to be touched by Comet. Interesting. Wish they made that deal with Dad years ago. Hey, hey, Venbot. Yes, sir. You totally forgot about me in the last battle. (laughs) Were you, uh, did you record what, uh, any of that stuff... Are you as conveniently recording stuff as Bird? Sure, I record all the time. Like last night when you and Guitar were talking, you guys said, and I quote, and Kurt's like, oh, no, no, well, this, that's fine, thank you, Venbot. <laughs> uh, can you replay what uh, Mojo said right before Alarak basketball, technoballed him? Sure. Caleb can remember everything he says exactly as he said it. <laughs> 
Let me just cue up the audio real quick. It's not a problem. I thought it was something I'd written down. No, that's fine. I don't want to discourage you from getting things repeated. Our master has already won, Alorak. You will lead our people to their doom. You are right about one thing. I will lead them. And then I stop him before he plays the, the, the body crushing part. Hey, 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 play that part about me, what I said after, after you know, he died. Oh, yeah, that was really good. I fast forward to when he says Mojo Fall. I refuse to play that. I literally refuse to play that, sirs. Please? No. He's a, he, he's a oh, member. Wait, 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 wait. And deleted. No, wait, no. How could you? <laughs> you betrayed us, Finbot. You betrayed us. Yeah, so that was weird, but we won. And Alarak's the leader now. And despite being a total creepo weirdo, he, he's he been real honest with his intentions and stuff, so we I'm not too worried about it. I wonder if he'll be any different than the last guy if he'll keep targeting civilians. Can only hope so. He didn't seem like a stand-up guy. No, definitely not. I think he just wants the best for his people, but he only sees, you know, the people in the hats as his people, not the people of the city. I'm, like, staring at the phone. You, uh, want to call somebody there? I'm waiting for DeWitt to see if he made any progress on Solzhenitsyn's data. I go and I get some algae jacks and I start eating. The algae jacks do nothing for you. It's not like, hmm, I feel good after I eat them full. They do nothing. Vic, I've never seen you scowl at a bowl of algae jacks before. It's pointless. Huh? It did nothing. They're not stale again, are they? If I just start killing people and leaving them in your closet, just kill me. What? Wait, what are you talking about? I'm turning into Shiva. I'm becoming just a machine. More machine now than... Say it. Than... Make the reference. Than a man. Incorrect, you're an elf. You've always been more machine than man. Ah, uh, I'm half elf, half man. Oh no, you've gotten me! That's that's not true, Vic. Shiva still eats food. <laughs> I think he's made it worse. <laughs> oh wait, whoops. <sighs> I don't know, Vic, you said you you didn't want to look into that because I owe day, but I think we really should. Look, we just gotta get some money and then hopefully get like the full suite of treatment options, you know, that Spencer was talking about. It said not to ask about treatment unless, you know, you asked. Have you asked them yet? Yes, I have asked them. I need to, we need to kill Baphomet. Um, I don't disagree, but I don't think we can't just go to the Baphomet store and order ourselves a Baphomet, hunt it down. Who's Baphomet? I don't know, but he's a, he's a minotaur-ish kind of thing. I thought it was Mojo Rising, but I guess not. Have you ever seen anyone in the goggles that look like him? No. So, Baphomet likes destruction, right? That's his thing? Yes. So who's the most destructive person we can think of in Kadesh? Most destructive? <laughs> Guitar laughs. Uh, Shiva? I think we looked at Shiva with the goggles before, right? I don't know. I want maybe the head of Destructo Corps, the uh, demolition. <laughs> <laughs> Destructo Corps, how'd you figure out about them? There is also chaos. Still fitting the Shiva bill there. Definitely hitting the comet bill. I mean, I wonder if they can disguise themselves as something of the opposite sex, you know, because it hasn't worked out that way. This is all weird. Why are we talking about this? We're not killing Shiva. No, I'm not going anywhere near Shiva. Just like we're not killing your sister. Why would you Why would you kill me? Yeah, why, why, why would you do that? Because you're a goddess. Stop hitting on my sister. It's getting weird. You're married, Vic. But thank you. It's very nice of you to say. Yeah, don't don't make Sarah kick you away from Dahlia now. Hey, why don't you put on these goggles and go look in a mirror? How about uh, not do that, because that's weird. She is super confused about what is going on. Okay, well, you strange people keep doing what you're doing. All right, I'm going to go work on a case. She heads upstairs. 
Vic, what are you doing? She needs to know. No, she does not. Why? What will it help? What will it hurt? She'll probably be frightened out of her mind. It's the same reason I didn't want to show you, but you wanted me to tell you. You were in- you were insulted when I said it. I was worried that how you react. You were insulted when I told you that. Because it's I'm supposed to protect her. She's my sister. So I'd like to know if there's something that's an affront to her well-being. Well, maybe she wants to know that too because it's- You don't it's think a- she should protect herself? She knows to protect herself. I told her. I didn't tell her exactly the nature of it, but I made sure that she's, you know, prepared for whatever. I just don't think it would hurt her. Well, I hope you don't keep anything like this from me, because you think you can protect me enough that I don't need to know. Well, you don't got anything interesting going on, Katara, do you? He kind of frowns. Do you, would you really want to know? Yes, I really would. Why? Because it's me. I have a right to know what's going on with me. You don't think you'd be freaked out and worried about what it means? I probably would be. You know what else to be freaked out and worried about? As if I had cancer, but I'd like to know if I had it. But you can do something about that. You can get treatment. You, you, what are we supposed to do about this? <sighs> I just think she needs to know. So what are we doing next? Aside from sitting around and arguing, watching soap operas, and helping the exchange of hats and cults. Go get a nice pair of folding chairs. Sit on top of the roof and just sit back, watch the city get destroyed. I would like an alternate option, personally. Well, we could get folding chairs. Just carry them around, just in case, you know. Just in case we know we can't win, we can at least have a front row seat. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna. Do we have like a newspaper? Sure. It's like it's like a piece of glass that is constantly updated with like sort of like electronic. It's thin as glass, electronic screen. It's constantly updated every day with new news and stuff. I'm gonna scan through the major stories, major events happening. Stuff about the RSF clearing is almost finished. Construction set to begin within the next month. The thing is just full of advertisements for data dines reversal procedure. Bunch of news articles about how great the procedure is. That are on the front thing somehow, even though it's been days and days and days. There's like a there's like a little editorial about Kyle Katan and how old he is. Should he should he still be the leader at this age? He'll die any day. Shouldn't we get his successor ahead of time? But it's just like a editorial. Alright, so Data Dine's got all this hardware they're sending out, all this equipment they're sending out. Maybe we can figure out where it's being sent from. They obviously got a new uh home base. To what end? I mean we we killed or Shiva killed. Their spokesman, the guy behind it all, and they're still chugging on. How many people do we need to kill before we can stop anything? However many it takes. Beep, beep, beep. Your communicator goes off. Jump at it. <laughs> Mr. Malleus? Yes, yes. Hi, I'm DeWitt. calling from DeWitt's office. He has answered your question. He'd like me to inform you that uh, Chief Inspector Lang is on the case and is making progress. We don't have any information yet? Uh, that's what he wanted me to tell you. <sighs> yeah, you have a good day, sir. Yeah, th- thanks. Well? They got Lang on it. <sighs> Great. A wave of confidence just rushed over me. Yeah, actually, I don't know why we give Lang so much crap. He did successfully, like, capture us. Did successfully, like, grab all that data. It's not like he's incompetent. It's just a poor judge of character. I wouldn't put uh, capturing us as a list of his positive uh, achievements, and I would overlook it uh, if it wasn't for him working with Shariah King. He basically inducted her to whatever his team is, so he sees something in her that he likes. That's really weird. Psycho yeah. Squad usually is forced to be together, not voluntarily. But if he chooses to associate with her, then I'm a little worried. Well, good or not, we can at least say he's competent. Let's hope so. <sighs> you hear Dolly go, what's this? Ah, uh, don't, don't touch it, Dolly. <laughs> uh, we're out there. I follow. Message from Veeam, except? Yeah, sure. When I was a young man, I had liberty, but I did not see it. I had time, but I did not know it. And I had love, but I did not feel it. Many decades would pass before I understood the meaning of all three. And now, at the twilight of my life, 
This understanding has passed into contentment. Love, liberty, and time, once so disposable, are the fuels that drive me forward. You guys have been busy. Yes. You've struck many a blow to them, they are reeling. Except. <laughs> they are recovering, but I have an opportunity to strike a blow to the men who have ruined your life. A chance to ruin not only one of their projects, but hurt the man pulling all the strings. Are you interested? Chairman. Double yes. There is a black site located in southern Kadesh. I am sending you its location now. File transferred. They're holding a captive there they have labeled the White Rabbit and using him to extract invaluable data to their cause. Find him, release him, and destroy all information they have acquired. It is imperative that you extract the White Rabbit alive. He is being forced to work with them at great detriment to himself. Bring him back here and I will give you instructions on how to deliver him to me. I intend to use their own asset against them. I cannot stress the importance of this opportunity. Project Dark, Unity, Alice, nearly all of their plans would suffer extreme setbacks without this person. However the White Rabbit's death would help them more than it would help you by a factor of a hundred. You must extract him alive at all costs. Even if you are unable to wipe the databanks of the information they already have, extracting him will be a big enough blow. Deliver the white rabbit to me alive and I will reward you immensely. Do you understand what I am telling you? Pretty straightforward, yeah. Good luck. What's left is this image. It shows like sort of schematics of lower southern Kadesh um, where the buildings indicated. Print. Screen. <laughs> I take a picture of it with my phone. <laughs> well, there's something. Well, Vic, you think you can hold together long enough to get down there and get this guy out? Yeah, I'll probably break right after. Head off to Southern Kadesh, and you get to what is a bread shop instead of a butcher shop this time. But this one's open. There's somebody there. Is there that. a Bready the Bread Bread mascot in the uh, window? Uh, You better believe it. <laughs> there's bread in the shape of Bready the Bread Bread. I go up to this guy and be like, sir, I am just a huge Bready the Bread Bread fan. Um, I was just wondering if I have a tour of your facility. Kitaro just takes off his armor and shows the shirt. He proposed to me in that shirt. Go ahead and roll uh, Bluff with a plus two bonus from Kitaro. 31. He looks at you and he's like sort of like very in shape. More in shape than you think somebody who bakes bread would need to be. And he goes, uh, that, uh, sorry. And there's not much to show. And he kind of turns around, there's the bathroom points. He goes, and there's where we bake the bread. And there's a closet. And he turns back around. Ooh, I thank you. I'm gonna look at all these, all of that. Uh, it kind of looks nervous. <laughs> Sorry, we don't. Oh wow, do... actual actual bread. <laughs> we go over to the. I go over to the bread making area. He pointed out. <laughs> Goes behind you, kind of puts his hand on your shoulder. Sorry, sir. No one's allowed back here. Employees only. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just. Uh, you know, I'm just looking around. This is, I just really love bread. How's the algae become bread? I, I, I just need to know. Well, I'd be happy to sell you some on that side of the counter, sir. What about the uh, the closet? Can we go in there? No, please, please just stay over in the front area where customers are allowed to be. Hmm. I walk up in front of him mm -hmm. and I hit him. Uh-huh. I, I just what? punch him in the, directly in the face. I want to knock him out if I can. Mm-hmm. Roll your attack and then you're, you're doing unarmed strike. So. Unarmed strike. All right. Non-lethal non unarmed strike. 30. That's a hit. Roll your damage. 17 damage. He falls on, the, on his back. Oh, well, that was... We weren't getting anywhere. Vic, you punched him. We weren't him. getting anywhere. You punched him in the face. Now, help me drag him to the closet. I go flip the open sign to closed. <laughs> I tie him up, and I put him in the closet. <laughs> Draw the blinds. 
Right, I'm going to look around for uh, secret doors. Mm, oh, there's a check for that. Uh, I'm going to take a 10 for 35. There's like two. There's there's a redundant, uh, what do you call it? What do you call these bread rises in? Kiln? I don't think. Whatever. I'm going to use the word kiln even though I know it's wrong. There's a second kiln. And it's it's a it's a faux kill. You find a button and it opens up to an elevator. Oven maybe? It's just an oven? Bread oven? Maybe just an oven, but I thought there was another word. But anyway, it doesn't matter. There's an oven, it's a fake one, there's a door. Elevator, lots of fun. Uh, I'm gonna check that guy's person to make sure he doesn't have like a communicator or something. Oh, he absolutely has a communicator. Oh yeah, I'm taking that from him. Okay. I mean, does he have anything else on him? Ten gold. I know you're so poor that you would be excited about that. Actually, I'm gonna take five of it. <laughs> you know <laughs> okay. what? I, I used my rope to tie him up, but I also have a, a thing of soap that I've never used. I'm putting that in his mouth. Gross. 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 Okay. He suffocates uh, and dies. You you committed murder. Nah, that won't kill him. I'm going to check like under the desk or whatever, the, the counter for like an emergency button. Absolutely a button, button an alarm button. Hey, uh, Vic, can you just I sure can. Oh, I could try, but I'm pretty sure I can. Disable device check. 22. Okay, that's such a good roll. You can choose to make it look like it's still operational you want, or you can Yeah, just... I want to make it look like it's operational, but not be. You're confident that you've successfully done that. <laughs> and I eat a slice of bread. How is that? It's delicious. It was made today. I bet it is good. He might be a goon, but he makes some good bread. Too bad it won't do anything for me. I guess I can still taste can it, though, taste. huh? Man, negative yeah. Nancy over here. Don't bring us down. Let's let's jump in the oven. You head down, and it goes down for some time. It, there, this is like two, three, four, five floors. You're like, how far did they dig to the crust of this freaking planet? You actually go about down ten floors, which is something for going underground. It opens up into this sort of sterile place that sort of reminds you of the black site where you saw Solzhenitsyn, but this one is involving a ton more of the color white. This is definitely like a more more like a medical area, and you, you're immediately presented with a long hallway. I'm gonna take a take a thirty five to listen. See if I hear anything going about. You hear what it sounds like beepings and boopings from the door at the end of the hallway. I'm going to put on the goggles and see if I can see anything. Nothing in this hallway. I grab my hammer and I get it ready. Guitar brings up his gun. Yeah, I gotta open the door. It's locked. Matter of fact, when you kinda of open the door, you kind of get a look good. Like I got this door is like a blast door. This is a reinforced like Good luck getting through me nuclear bomb door. This seems to be, they've seemed to invest a lot of money in keeping this protected. Has an electronic pa- panel, doesn't it? Yep, there's a little slide card reader. Oh, 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 oh. Solzhenitsyn card. You slide it and you hear, universal card recognized. Welcome, Solzhenitsyn. Boops. And you, you hear depressurization and the door opens up. And it opens up into what is a decontamination chamber with tinted glass. Man, their IT is terrible. They didn't revoke his access yet. This is great. I guess we can step into the decontam area. All right, the door closes behind you guys. Some sort of mist comes out of these nozzles up in the ceiling, and you hear decontamination complete, and the door uh, in front of you opens up, and you guys step out into this this large circular room, and this room has what is essentially um, a circle desk, but with a gap in the center. It's only about as long as... I don't know, half a picnic table, but it goes all the way around. In the center is this giant metal sphere that has a bunch of points all over it and wires just pouring out of these points and going up into the ceiling. And all lining the walls, you wouldn't even know there's a wall behind it except for the fact that there has to be. It's just computers, just a lot of work. Vic, you would you would only know this uh, adjacently from your job. You've never seen this yourself, but you know that all this is stuff that is required for artificial intelligence. It takes a ton of processing and computing power. It, it's it's more of that than it is engineering, but you can at least recognize that 
it's something that would take that level of computing, if not it is um, artificial mm-hmm. intelligence. On the walls are all these displays displaying information. Some of the displays, as you guys, I'll just assume you kind of take a look at them, is one is a, a map of the ocean floor overlaid with images of cities and things, uh, foreign cities that you've never seen before. You Sometimes you'll see this, the map separate, a map of the cities and a map of the ocean floor. Then many times you'll see them overlapped and you see it's constantly being updated. All of these ones, and you seem like different version histories all over. That's really sort of what's being displayed, and then just going at lightning speeds are words, and you can't read it because it's just going so fast. Something is, is being inputted at incredible speeds into these computers that you just can't read. So I'm gonna go on a limb and say that what there's a person in that big ball, and that's our white rabbit. As you guys uh, walk around and, and are looking at these these computer things, right? Uh, these computer things, also known as screens, just a plain old word, screens, <laughs> uh, screens and technology. Walking around, you get to see the opposite side of the table, which was blocked by this ball. And even though there's all these chairs, it's the only chair that is occupied. It is occupied by somebody. There's this person sitting in there, and there's the back of their head has all these wires plugged into it, but the person looks very fleshy. It doesn't look like sort of a machine or a robot. It looks like somebody's jacking directly into someone's brain and monitors very near this person show anatomy, showing a brain and showing all these statistics about, you know, the status of the brain and like heat to high, reduce extraction information. Information is being extracted out of this body. You go over to look at the person and you pick up their head to look at them and you stare into the face of a woman with shortcut white hair. You're looking at hope. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening.